listening to She's a Powerhouse. My name is Holly Calloway, and I'm here to share with you some stories of ordinary women who have done some extraordinary things in hopes that you'll get comfortable being uncomfortable, be okay with pushing your boundaries, and do some extraordinary things yourself. And welcome back. In this episode, we're talking to Ashley Brandstetter, whose claim to fame, she went from $54 to multiple six figures in her business as an online boutique selling on stories, which I think is phenomenal. Everybody's got their own way and their own path. That was hers. And now she helps other women do the same and does more of the oversight, which is growth potential. Girl, she's got it and it's unlimited and it is absolutely amazing. So we're really excited to uh, talk to her today. Ashley, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. I'm so excited. I love doing like podcast interviews. They're my favorite. So <laughs> I'm here for it. This is all that makes for a really great guest. If you're not here <laughs> super reluctantly, if you're like, yes, I love this. It makes for an amazing guest. That's fantastic. So I want to start with talking about that $54 grabbed my attention so quickly. So much of what we talk about is how you don't have to have a massive amount of funds to start a business in this like digital age. Anybody can do it. And we call it bootstrapping. So in the powerhouse, we call it basically pulling yourself up by your bootstraps with whatever you have, right? I started my business on basically nothing and now we're here. And so that $54 really got my attention. Tell me where your brand sort of started, how you got started and where it went from there. Yeah. So it was actually negative $54. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I know. So, So I have been making things and doing crafts my whole life as a side gig. But a couple of years ago, I sat down to do bills and we had negative $54 in our checking account. And I just like broke, you know, it was like a moment for me of like, I'm so tired of living paycheck to paycheck. And so I knew I could make it up. I knew I could make some tumblers, put them online and sell them because it was my side gig. But I was just so tired of feeling so broken and stuck and like, I want more. I know I'm made for more. What do I need to do? So I prayed for me. That's what I do. (laughs) And I felt like I was supposed to go all in on the side gig, which is hilarious because at first I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to be stuck in production. I thought, Either it's going to fail and we're back to living paycheck to paycheck, or it's going to take off and I'm going to have to make tumblers every day, all day, forever. And so I didn't really want to, but I just felt like I had to do something. I have a special forces husband. He's gone all the time. And so I wanted to make sure I could work from home. I wanted to be home for my girls. And so I started making the tumblers and I started doing live sales on my Facebook page And it started from, you know, zero. And now we have 70,000 people on there. But I remember those first ones, like going live to like three people, you know, and trying to smile and like, put on a face like, this is awesome, you know, but I stayed consistent. And every week I did a live sale. And eventually I started selling out. And so I started doing behind the scenes lives. I realized that lives were really working for me on Facebook. And so I was live all the time. I was just like any chance I could be live, I was live so that they saw me. I was showing them how I was making them. And so one night someone asked me how I got started and I started to tell her how I'd been doing it for like 15 years, just not big like this. But I, instead I told her about the negative $54 and I cried and I really went to bed thinking I had ruined things. Like no one's going to take me seriously. Um, But I woke up that next morning to so many women that said they were in that place, you know, and they felt so broken and so stuck. And that was like my light bulb moment of like, okay, (laughs) there is a plan behind this. I am supposed to do something with this. And that's when I really kind of went all in, like really went all in on growing this and scaling this and making it what it is today. 
That is phenomenal. So tell me, you don't, you're not in production from <laughs> right now. We're in this beautiful space. Tell me how that process happened. And I'm going to, I'm going to preface with why. So, so much of my following feels so weird to say, like, I'm, I'm like, even this many years in, I'm still like, that's such a strange word, but my, my quote unquote following a lot of their struggle is kind of that exact thing that, okay, but now I'm going to be stuck doing this one thing for forever. And they don't see, we talk a lot about unlimited growth potential, but there are Mm -hmm. things that are not unlimited, right? Like your time's not limited or your, your time is limited and how much energy you can spend on things. And you only have so much time in a day and you have to balance with everything else in your life. Right. And so you sometimes have to think outside of that box of, okay, so this is what my business was. And I never thought it would be this instead. What Mm -hmm. was that sort of creative journey for you to get from? I'm making tumblers and I'm assuming my garage, I don't, maybe you made them in a kitchen. I don't know, (laughs) but I'm making these tumblers to, okay, now I'm overseeing those boutiques and helping other Mm -hmm. women and a parent, like planning summits and things like that. How how (laughs) did you make, how did you make that creative leap? That day, like I really had that light bulb moment that day. I told my husband, I was like, okay, I think I can teach women how to do this. Like, I think maybe that's what I'm supposed to be doing because I really was maxed out. Like you said, time is limit limited. And I was very maxed out on what more I could do with my hands. You know, your hands can only make so many tumblers in a day. And, and I was exhausted. Um, and I still, I, at that point, I wasn't feeling fulfilled either because I was in production, you know, and I was kind of mm. upset with that whole situation. Like financially we were doing great, but I was like, Oh, this stinks. (laughs) Um, And so I thought, okay, I can teach women how to make these. So the very first thing I did, I started a DIY club where I just put lessons of me making every tumbler and like PDFs that walk them step by step through the process. So that that was like step one for me. And I had quite a few women join right away because they had seen me, you know, doing this. And so it was like a monthly membership fee. And then five of those women I, I, I was going on vacation. That's what I, <laughs> I was like. How did I ask them to start? I was, we were going to Disney world on my dime. So I was very excited that I was able to buy it. Not my husband, um, but I was going to be gone for two weeks. And in my mind, not having lives on my page for two weeks was going to, was going to kill my page. So I had this DIY club and I reached out to five women and I said, would you guys want to try going live on my page? No strings attached, just go live do a live sale. Cause I had taught in this course also how to do live sales, how I was doing that and how I was making money with tumblers, you know? And so they said yes to my crazy. Um, <laughs> and all of them went live and we were so old school. We had a pen and paper and we were writing down orders and stuff. Like when we were alive at this point, point still, we didn't have the big systems like we do now and they all killed it. And I was like, okay, you guys want to do it again? <laughs> and so those five women have started with me and they're still with me today. They're my coaches. Right. Mm. Um, and they coach other women how to do this, but it, it was so funny because I, I mean, I kind of fell into that, you know, and just what I, what it is, I think is everything, every opportunity that was laid in front of me, I just said, yes. And I figured it out along the way. Right. Like mm. I never intended for this to become a shopping network, but once I had those five women and then they were killing it. I thought, I'm going to add five more and see what happens, you know? And then eventually that led into me doing research, finding 
good systems for us to use, creating more courses in the academy where I really kind of dig into exactly how I did this, like step by step. Are there women who sell things that aren't tumblers on your shopping academy? Has that expanded? Or your yes, shopping academy? Yes. I mix those two <laughs> things together, your shopping network. Yeah, yeah. We have um, a few t-shirt girls. We have a couple boutiques, like the shirt I'm wearing now is from one of the boutiques. Oh um, we have sign makers. We have a farmhouse decor person, which like, I feel like I shouldn't watch her because she really takes all my money. <laughs> she like sells like exactly what my house is, right? And so like- I love it. My husband's like, you got to stop. I'm like, I know. <laughs> um, I so yeah, that. we have all kinds of things now. I really love to focus on, you know, small home businesses. I used to really do like the tumblers and handmade, but then we started branching into boutiques and people really enjoyed the boutiques. And I was like, okay, well I can help them too, you know? And Absolutely. so, yeah, we have 30 women. We have live sales every night. We have live sales all day on Saturdays. We take Sundays off for prayer and planning because we meet and we plan our weeks and pray together. And so we really form like a tribe and we, we're very like collaboration over competition, you know, and just trying to be there for each other. I really want to show people like we can all make it even if we're in the same thing, you know, and women can support each other. We're not always catty. We, <laughs> we can collaborate and help each other get to the top. Oh, I love that too. And we have a phrase, uh, we always say collaboration over competition. And so I, all of the women in my community know, like, if you're here, there are going to be other people here who do the same thing that you do. And that's a good thing because you can right. learn from each other and you can work together and it's not her versus me. There's enough business to go around sunshine. Like we have Absolutely. plenty. Take me back to prior to starting your boutique and sort of where you guys were in life. You have girls too. Mm-hmm. Two three. little girls, three little girls, one of whom mm -hmm. is home today. So like yeah. kudos to you for rocking the, the balance, right? That's phenomenal. So with these three little girls and a husband, uh, special forces husband, what was that like getting into from marriage to, okay, now I have enough money to pay for Disney world. What, what was that like? And what were those growing pains like? So that we was, know that, I mean, I know you're a, you're a pretty typical woman, right? Like <laughs> how do we resonate with you? What, what was that yeah. like? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, let me tell you, I suffer from crazy imposter syndrome. Like when people tell me that this is so big and stuff, I'm like, what? Like, no, you know, so that was a struggle for me the entire, every, every journey, every time we leveled up, I had this, like, could I even do this? Am I insane? Every single time. So never, ever think that that's like not normal. That is so normal. <laughs> right. So normal. But so you know, before I kind of fell into the business. Like I said, he was gone a lot. I felt like I had to be the mom and the dad, I guess. Like I had to stay home with my girls. I had to do all this stuff. And then when I started my business, I felt bad that like I wanted the business. I hope mm. that makes sense. Like I felt yes. like, you know, selfish that I wanted that, but I have grown so much. Like I know I'm a better wife. I'm a better mom. My kids can see me really step into my light and enjoy what I'm doing. And it has just changed our lives. Like not just financially, but just like that having a happy mom that's not like sitting around like feeling like she has to be the mom and the dad and volunteer at all the school stuff. I don't volunteer at the school stuff anymore. <laughs> you know, I, I do me and, and me is running the business and showing my girls that it's okay to, to, to want that, right? And, yeah, and they love being part of it with me as well. And so we've, it's just changed so much, but like I said, not just financially, just 
all of us as a family. My husband actually gets out. Well, he already signed the papers, but this is his last week in the army. He gets out and he gets to work for me. Oh, <laughs> He's going to hate me for saying that, for no, saying work that's for phenomenal. me, with me. He's with you. With go. me. <laughs> that's good. And there's nothing wrong with a husband working for his wife. Let's just throw <laughs> that out there for a second. Not a dang thing wrong with that. That is absolutely yeah. beautiful. So the balancing of, um, I think you touched on something really important in that and the mom guilt that we feel when we're not the everything, right? And I want to dive a little bit into that because who how far back, how deep do we go into this? I think there's a societal expectation, but there's also the societal reality, right? So the societal re- expectation is you raise the kids. I don't know how many actual arguments I've had with men about how it's a biological difference, mm-hmm. like why we're the ones who should stay home because we have those maternal instincts, right? Like they didn't have anything to do with making the children. Like there's this expectation that you do the Pinterest mom thing, that you send them in the hundred day shirt and that you're here for every party and that you sign up to bring the ice cream and you run the block party and that you, you know, drive them to ballet and they're in 17 activities. But also the societal reality is most moms need to work in some capacity, Mm -hmm. whether it's from home and, and trying to do both things or it's from a corporate office. And if you're home, the expectation is that all of the things get done. And mm-hmm. if you work, you know, if you work in a place, this expectation is still that all of the things get done, right? It's right. always kind of laid on us. And I think when we feel like we're not meeting one or the other of those expectations, that's a massive detriment to the work that women can do because we mm-hmm. slow ourselves down. And there's, I'm not saying like, oh, just ignore your kids, they'll be fine. But also like kids can play and that's okay. Like you can, you can have friends and go places or even just play in the other room by yourself and not have mom physically present in that space with you for a couple of hours and they'll be fine. And it's more creative play and things like that. And it's good for their brains. But I really, I, I really love that you touched on for a minute. I don't do PTA. I don't do, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think every mom needs to, and we should give more power to moms who are and entrepreneurs. Like, I think we need to be supportive in each other in that. And I absolutely love that. I also love that your girls are seeing you and they've created their own boutique. Let's talk about that for a second, because that is freaking phenomenal. This is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, they are my kidpreneurs. So I have a kidpreneur class that I open like once a quarter or once a a semester. Um, And I teach kids because there is no age limit on what you can do. And so um, my 12 year old really runs it. She can tell you who her target market is. She can tell you how much um, she has to put away to reinvest, you know, and, and just so many, it's so funny to hear her speak like that, (laughs) but it's like, so like, it touches my heart. I'm like, yay, mommy taught you something. This is so exciting. And so, yeah, she loves kind of teaching her friends about it and stuff. And they do a good job. They go live in my app because I have, you know, the Ashley Faye app. And so they go live there and mom monitors the, the comments and stuff, you know, they don't get to see those, but um, yeah. they definitely understand reinvesting and how much to put in savings and how much they're allowed to spend and who they're speaking to. So it's, it's pretty cool to see because age is just, you know, a number. And so Absolutely. they can definitely start off young. They get paid every Wednesday, just like all my other girls do. (laughs) I love this. And it's probably more influential than you being on the PTA or whatever that the parent volunteer, right? (laughs) Right. It is so much more for their future. 
most throughout that. Like I was volunteering for everything because I felt that like I'm a stay at home mom. This is what I'm supposed to do. And when I stopped doing that, I realized I was letting the moms who really wanted to be there get in there and shine. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so me stepping back was great for everyone. (laughs) Oh, I absolutely I love that, that you're like giving that back to some mom where you're like, I was kind of half-assing this. Like she's going to full-ass this. (laughs) Maybe we'll just let her do it. It's fine. You take it. And that can be like, we could totally touch on like area of genius. Like my area of genius is not running around with a bunch of second graders. It just isn't. But if that mom's is fantastic, that's phenomenal. And so I love that you're giving that example to your kiddos. When you were growing up, did you have any of that sort of in your life, that influence showing you like, this is what women are capable of, or it's even an option? Did you even know that entrepreneurship was on the menu? I I, like when I, my mom was a boss at a company and she did well. My dad like stayed home with us a lot. (laughs) Um, but the whole plan was always get straight A's, go to college, get a job, you know? And so my whole plan was straight A's. I cried because I got to be in Spanish one year. It was like the worst day ever. Um, (laughs) And then I went to college and I actually went to school to be an actuary and it was so boring and I switched to business. Um, And then I got out of college and got married to my husband. And so, yeah, like I always had planned to just have a job. That's what was normal. My, my dad worked at an eyeglasses. My mom, you know, was a boss at an insurance company. Um, but I never saw entrepreneurship, but Mm -hmm. I, I will say that my mom, she passed away now, but when she was alive, when I was in college, we would go do craft fairs on the weekends. Cause we realized that my sister and I both were like naturally talented at making crafts, which we did not get from our mother, by the way. We think we got it from our dad. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, But we would go to craft fairs just for the fun of it. It was never like a thing. And I think that's why I kept it like this side gig for so long. It's like, oh, this is just some fun thing that I'm just naturally talented at. And I never thought to go all in. (laughs) Like that wasn't, that never occurred to me. That wasn't a real job. So of course not. Why would it be? Why? <laughs> There's no title for it. Then it can't possibly be a real job. I love right. that so much. Um, and so what you went to school for business, which is beautiful. What things have you learned running your own small business and now company truly? What have you learned that wasn't something that they felt uh, was important to, to teach in that like sort of organized education space? You know, <laughs> I really, even at the beginning of this, I struggled with feeling like I needed a a very well planned out plan before I took a step. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is not true. (laughs) Listen, you need to just take the darn step, like say yes to the opportunity. You will figure it out. It took me a long time to realize that I cannot plan every single step. You're only going to see that very first step. The second one doesn't, doesn't come about (laughs) until you take the first one. And that took me forever. Like I felt like every little thing I did needed this, this big plan, this, this little business plan or, or whatever. And I mean, if I was still like that, I would not have anything done. I, one thing that I think really, I think when I really started to change that was one, adding the women to the team, because I finally, like we had the first five for a long time. And when I added five more, I had no flipping idea what I was doing. You know, like the first five, like they knew me, they were, you know, like they had been with me since day one. And if I mess them up, I mess them up, but now I'm adding five more. And now I have a program and I have to pay these women and like, I'm responsible. 
and I, I was like freaking out, you know, but I finally was like, okay, we're just doing it. Um, and it's worked out so well. And, you know, you will totally make mistakes. I have failed so many times. <laughs> I've hired, I've brought on the wrong women, you know, and, and it didn't work out. And you, but those are all things that no business school could prepare me for, you know, and you just have to figure it out along the way. And progress is better than perfect. You know, I put out a purpose journal where you do like gratitude, to-do list, goals, and prayers every morning. And then after it came out and I was so excited, which by the way, I had no idea how to publish it, but I figured it out There you go. <laughs> and it got published and it came out and I had like three misspelled words and I was like, <laughs> you know, and it but doesn't matter just, how many times you look at it. Like that's right? going to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, yeah. What's the thing? <laughs> what's the thing? Because yes, I, I, will subscribe forever that the only way to truly fail is to give up. Like it's just gathering data. It doesn't matter. Like try it, figure out what worked out of it, what didn't work out of it, move on with the things that did leave behind the things that didn't. But it's never like I've put so much into so many things that just fizzled or went completely South or whatever. And you can sit around and like be really upset about that. Or yeah. And I've, you know, hired those people that you thought were going to be amazing. And then you have to go, Oh, I'm really sorry. This just isn't going to work. And that's awful. And you feel like a terrible human. And, but you know, it has to be done kind of thing. What, what pushes you to keep doing the things when those little kind of sidestep things happen? Yeah. So had you asked me three years ago, every time things got hard, I would quit. Like, even though it was a side hustle for me, if it got hard, I quit. And then when we hit the negative $54 and I went all in, um, <laughs> And it got hard again. And I thought, okay, I'm not going to quit this time because this has done really well for my family. I'm not going to quit. I realized that time that every time that it gets hard, like I didn't quit. So I kept going and it, it, it was a break right after that. And so for me, every time, and this is like so true, every time it gets really hard, if I just keep pushing, I have a breakthrough moment after that, or I level up after that, you know? And so I think that that <laughs> drives me like knowing, okay, things are hard. I must be leveling up. I must be close to that next level or my breakthrough is right around the corner. And I think that every time, and I swear it happens every time. You make it happen. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> yep. Absolutely. One of my favorite, like, um, I wouldn't call it a meme, but there's a photo I found on Pinterest probably a thousand years ago that says, um, on the other side of the, on the other side of the swell is the flow. So like, as you're getting into that, like that moment where you hit, where you're like, I am overwhelmed and overworked and this is hard. And why, like when you open up the target app to see if they need applications, because maybe you could just do that instead, <laughs> like that day, if you can push through on the other side. And it's like, it's a surfing term, right? Like you have to get through those rough waters, but when you do, you get stuck in the tube and you're in the flow and there's no better feeling than the quiet rush that sort of exists in that glass, like water, that space that you can't find anywhere else. And I love that parallel to business where mm -hmm. every time I've gone through, so I'm with you, I'm a hundred percent. I absolutely agree. I really hope that this is something that's true across the board because every time I've gotten to somewhere where I'm like, there is no way we are making it out on the other side right across from that is that flow. It's that beautiful mm -hmm. state where you almost get bored. Like you get, 
you get like a little suspicious of why things are going the way they're supposed to all of a sudden again. And it's because you refound that flow and then you go through that until it gets hard again and then crash through that. And then you find the flow and that, you know, it just consistently happens. And I wish there were a way to download that feeling, not necessarily that thought, but that feeling into every new business owner and just go, look, this is going to suck and then it's going to get better and then it's going to suck and then it's going to get better. Like, and you just keep leveling up to the next thing, which is awesome. So tell me a little bit about leveling up for you at this point. Where are you headed with this shopping network now? Like what's next, what's slated next for you? Yeah. So I've kind of, my Facebook page, I used to, I used to be live on there all the time and now we have the 30 boutique. So I'm not live often, but I'm still live sometime and sharing my story, but that's going to become like a full-time shopping network. That's kind of the plan is that we are, we have boutiques on all the time. (laughs) And so we have a lot of room to to keep expanding. And so that's kind of one area. Um, My supplies, the glitter and the tumbler blanks, um, they're like Yetis, except they say Ashley Faye instead of Yeti, but (laughs) that's they're better. I love it so much. my husband's taking that over completely, which is terrifying. Um, but I feel like that's what we're supposed to do. Perfect. <laughs> he Perfect. gets on to me. He's like, I've got to be fine. I'm like, okay. Um, and I'm sure he will. But, you know, giving up control is is scary, right? Yep. Um, it, it's just scary. And then the main thing that where my heart is and what I want to do, I have my my conference coming up in June, um, June 4th through 6th. And I want to turn it into a traveling conference. I want to travel and I want to make an impact on as many women as I can and say, you know what, you might feel broken now, but you're not broken. You're just stuck and you can get unstuck. You can stand up and you can do the things that are in your heart. It's called embrace your ambition. That's kind of what I preached to my ladies that that ambition was given to you to use it, you know, is entrusted to you and you're supposed to use it. So that business idea you have, like do it. And so that's my goal is by 2022 is having that a conference that's traveling and we're going all over the place, impacting as many people as we can. I love that. And I know we definitely come from two different schools of thought because I see all the dream and pray big, and you've talked about it several times. I think, honestly, I think that we feel the same way and just call it different names is what I always say. So like what you call God, I call universe or source. And that's where I'm at with that. Right. But I love that embrace your ambition, that like gut feeling that you are gifted with something, right? What do you think it is? I just genuinely want another human being's input on this. What do you think it is about the way we grow up expectations that like women feel the need to make ourselves smaller to fit in some sort of expectation box. And we let that ambition just, well, firstly, kind of just sit there, but also kind of burn us up from the inside because we know there's more and we are like so nervous to be seen and have somebody recognize us for what we are. What do you think that is? Because right? I just oh my gosh, so I have, want <laughs> No, I love that question because I tell people all the time for a very long time, I kind of, hid my success, like how well I was doing, um, because I didn't want to hurt somebody else by putting it out there. You know, I didn't want to make them feel inferior or something. And so I felt this need to like hide what I was really doing and making it seem small when in reality, it's 
pretty large, <laughs> but I kept Huge. calling it my small little business. Right. And then I was like, you know what? It ain't small. I don't know why I keep doing this. I need to show people what I've done and give them hope that they can do it too. Yeah. And then another thing that has really always stuck with me, I read this thing and I think it was in Forbes and it said, what makes a good business owner? And it said, taking risk. And then it said, women have to be 100%, almost 100% sure of the risk before they say yes. And men only have to be 60. And I was like, mm, I'm gonna think like a man. And so I, I absolutely take risks. Like if I'm like, eh, yeah, okay, let's go. And so <laughs> I have just started taking risks so much, but isn't it crazy that women have to be almost a hundred percent sure. Like we're just built that way. And you know, and that stops us from doing so many amazing things. There's only 2% of businesses that hit like a million dollars a year that are women owned. So small. And so Mm -hmm. I'm like, come on (laughs) y'all. Like, right. We can do this. (laughs) Have you heard of Rachel Rogers? She's a, like a pretty well-known business coach, kind of like if you're in the like sphere or whatever. So her company is called hello seven. And I'm going to throw this out in the universe just right now. If anybody knows Rachel Rogers and has a connection, I want her on the show so badly. (laughs) So her company is based on that fact that 2% of small businesses ever hit a million dollars that are owned by women because Firstly, not, not very many like quote unquote small businesses make it. And then once you jump into that figure, you're no longer considered a small business. And so like, there's this weird, you know, discrepancy, but also the fact that so many female founders don't get, um, part of what we're working on is a, a VC sort of fund to help small business owners get started when they don't have that proof of concept yet. Right. When they're not Mm -hmm. two years in or whatever. Um, and so the other stat that sticks in my head is 7% of VC funds go to female founders, go to women owned businesses. And we own half of the small businesses, but we get 7% of the funding. Isn't that just blow your mind? Yeah. (laughs) And it's so frustrating. And I think it's because women play small. They assume they wouldn't be able to get the funding. They assume that they're Mm -hmm. not going to be able to put together a pitch that would get them an investment. They assume, you know what I mean? And we get super possessive, like our businesses are our children. And so we're like, "Mm, if we had an investment, that would mean somebody else owned any portion of (laughs) what I'm doing currently. And we just can't make ourselves do it. But I think that's such an interesting sort of, excuse me, topic to go on because I love embrace your ambition. That's huge. There are, there are so many women who sit in my, you know, in my group, in my programs, in my community for so long before they go, okay, I think I'm ready to take sort of take that leap. Mm -hmm. And it's just been sitting there. They're just, you know, they've just been waiting and like watching and seeing. And that's a huge part of this podcast too, is to show people like Ashley who did it. Right. And I, I, I resonate with you in the saying it's small for forever because I did the same. I very much minimized what I do for a living until probably this year. I mean, it was probably the beginning of this year. Um, the, did you choose a word for the year? Do you have a, I do you did do mine what is serve. Cause I, I, I was like, if I want to be a, a good leader, I also need to be a good servant and I need to make sure that I'm helping these women. Cause I've always said, I want to help as many women as I can hit the six figure mark because I was mm-hmm. able to do that at the beginning and by the way I'm putting it out to the universe that 
we will be in the 2% of the million dollars. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Yes, you should be. You absolutely should be, That's especially with everything you've got. Absolutely. That my word of the year happened to be prolific. And that was when I was like, I'm done playing small. Now we're going to be loud and now we're going to be excited about it. And I'm with you. Our business, I wrote myself a check at the beginning of the year. And I was like, my business will be able to pay a million dollars. Like we, we need to be that. I'm so let's do it. You and I together, right? Rising tide lifts all yes. ships. I absolutely love this. This is phenomenal. Okay. And then I'm, I, I really have to go sort of back just a touch and touch on this because I know that our listeners want to know about how you balance the, I'm mom, I'm a business owner. My husband's now going to be at home. And how do you find time to take care of you? Yeah. So one thing <laughs> for us, we, we set really good boundaries as far as you know, being done at a certain time so that we can have dinner. Now, we may all go back down there and work and we bring our kids with us down there and they help us fill glitter packets or pack the boxes. They can do that. Um, And then Friday night is always family game night. So no one's allowed on electronics. We just hang, right? And then Sunday, I don't work on Sundays. We just enjoy Sundays. I'm usually really lazy (laughs) and just preparing for the week. Um, And so, yeah, we just kind of, set those strict boundaries, you know, for family time. And we, we put my kids upstairs at like 8 PM, even if they don't want to go to sleep. Cause I have a 12, eight and four, even if they don't want to go to sleep, they have to go upstairs. So mommy and daddy can hang out. My eight-year-old, when she was little, told her teacher that mommy and daddy send them upstairs th- so that they can watch mommy and daddy movies. And so I think her teacher thought we were doing some weird stuff. Oh, no. We weren't. We were just hanging out, you know, like she's like, this is what she told the class. So let me clarify. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, oh no. So we do that. And then, I mean, my husband is really good when he's home letting me go get my hair done or my nails done. I go Friday to get both done, you know, and just awesome. enjoying some time away because I do feel like working from home can get really hard sometimes. Like I feel like I'm in this house so much because it's where I work. So on the weekends, we try to get out of the house. We live in Colorado. So we try to go hiking when it's warm a lot and just be outside. I like to breathe in the air. (laughs) Heck yeah. I am in, so I'm in Greenville, South Carolina and same. We are so close to the mountains that it's so hard not to just go and like when you can. Right. And I want everybody to hear this. She schedules it. I do. She, she I have puts to. it in the schedule. I think that's so much of the issue is that we all go, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I have time, when I have time, when I have to make time, put it in exactly. the schedule. And I love Friday night game nights. My family has Friday night movie night and mm-hmm. we rotate who picks the movie and we get to watch some really interesting stuff because of that. <laughs> and, and it's the only day that anybody gets to eat in the living room. It's a really that's big awesome. deal at my house. And yeah, that's, and it, just like you said, our phones go away, even though we're watching TV and my kids know they're hilarious. So say I'm like finishing something up real quick. They'll be like, um, excuse me, mom this is the phone free night. I'm like, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm putting it away. <laughs> like they'll, they'll call me on it. Isn't that amazing that your kids are like in tune, right? They're like, you're not paying attention. And I know, like, I yeah. know. Right and now, which is we are cool. so hardcore with game night. I mean, we do like we on the bowling and stuff. And like my eight-year-old, we play Uno a lot because she loves Uno, but so she used That's to win. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. She used to win all the time. And now we're like, draw four, you know, and like, just like, intense like competitive yeah. natures oh, I love we that we're like what does it feel like to not you know for us not to let you win like you used to you know and she's like <sighs> so yeah we're like right. super like we don't care how old our kids are 
right? We will demolish them. We so, were yeah. so excited when ours knew enough numbers and colors to play Uno. Like, I don't, like, we were like, just you're finally big enough to know the things. Here's a tip for you, our favorite thing. We have a never ending Uno game. So, like, when you're done, we keep score, but we never stop keeping score. So, we have like a book of the Uno score <laughs> yeah. that is forever old and we just keep adding to it. So, like, it, it, there's always a different, you know, like I'm, I happen to be in the lead right this moment. And every once in a while, somebody will pull like two or three weeks out <laughs> and you're like, Letty's going to win forever because her score is so high and it always comes back around. It's a good time. Um, but no, I love that. And I love how you balance and I love that you schedule that stuff in. And I am so excited, um, to see where your company goes this year. Like definitely keeping an eye on this because it's a phenomenal thing. Tell us, um, really quickly as we wrap up here, tell us about the conference, where it is, when it is and how they can find tickets to that. Awesome. Yeah. So it is in Denver, Colorado. It's June 4th through the 6th. It's called embrace your ambition. I have amazing speakers lined up. Um, I mean, just like amazing Marcus black is coming. He speaks all over the world. And so I'm really excited. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> but on, and we also, this is, this is like, awesome Friday and Saturday we have free happy hour so like I feel like that's worth it like <laughs> just come meet me and have happy hour right it's but phenomenal. it is very much like mindset business you know and just really making you feel like you can do this because you can it just takes the step it, it takes the risk you know we have to take the risk and so um the tickets you can get on the Ashley Faye app, or awesome. there's a link in my Instagram bio that takes you to the Eventbrite because it's like real long. I don't even know how Eventbrite does that, but it's like a bunch I of numbers. I think they assume we're all just going to put it somewhere else, right? That's phenomenal. Right? And, Ash, <laughs> and I'm going to, we're going to have it in the show notes, but if you happen to be like listening and driving, it's A S H L E E F A Y, correct?.com. Yes. And you can find all of her stuff there. I was checking her out before we started. And Ashley is a phenomenal human being. Y'all learn her stuff. Go to her conference if you're in the general vicinity of Denver. Or even if you have to fly out, go do that. I think that'd be phenomenal. Thank you so much, ma'am, for hanging out with us today. And for those of you who are in our inner circle group, go ahead and head over there. Um, the information with Ashley, she's going to come teach us some things I'm really excited about. Uh, for those of you who are not in our inner circle, you can go to powerhousepod.co and find the link for that. And if you just want to join our free Facebook group for a women in business powerhouse uh, on Facebook. It's also at that same link, powerhousepod.co. Ashley, thank you so much. Thank you so much.